Welcome to another episode of the Burks Radio. Uh, still social distancing, uh, which I guess we kind of did already because we record over <laughs> Skype for those who don't know. But I am CEO Hayes, one of your hosts, and we are also joined by my cohorts, Miss Mary Almonte. Miss Yum is in the building. Hi. <laughs> then we also have BTG himself, Baylor the Great, is here. Yo, what up, beautiful people? <laughs> so last week, Mary, I don't know if you got a chance to listen or not, but we issued a challenge uh, to all the other podcasts to see if they can make a playlist better than me and Baylor. We, uh, me and Baylor, for all those who listening, we got, we got the playlist together. It's, it's about being ready to release. We got some few more things to talk about me and Baylor do, you know, life, life got in the way, but bro, I'm surprised more people didn't like, I, I don't know about you, but I've had only three podcasts hit me a person like, all right, we're, we're down and a lot talk, but nobody's really put, put up or shut up. What, what do you think about that? Baylor? I think it's more so of uh, just showing them, because um, they don't. I, you know, it's one of those things where it has to happen already. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of even though even though um, a lot of people are, you know, we're dealing with a lot of restrictions. A lot of creativity has been going down. So you know, people have been, um, you know, directing their attention to TikTok and IG Live these days. You know, are digging into those Netflix and Hulu crates. So I get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's jump into it. Unfortunately, we don't have the best of news to start with, but I kind of wanted to get this one uh, so we can br- try to bring up the energy after this. Bill Withers passed away. Um, what do you guys make of this? What do you think of it? I know we're already in sad times, so it's like I like I, I feel like people who have passed away, it's kind of it doesn't get as much notice as what it would have gotten because we're everyone's just sad and locked in already. But what do you guys think? I mean, obviously, I'm devastated, um, but I do feel like you just kind of alluded to. It sucks that it didn't kind of make the noise that it deserved because everything is being so consumed by, you know, coronavirus. And we were just talking offline. But for, for me, at least here in New York, it's like my entire timeline when I go on Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter, it's all like RIPs and COVID stories. So, you know. I feel like at least on the East Coast, it got his passing got lost in the in the clutter and the shuffle of what we're dealing with here. So that sucks. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What do you think, Baylor? Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that um that I'm I'm pretty, I guess I can say pretty sad about is that they won't these people that that's passing away. They won't be able to have a proper going home service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and and especially when it comes to like entertainers and athletes where, you know, um, these people that, that has given back to the community, sometimes they open up the door to the fans, to, um, you know, to these events and things like that. And it's just sad that, you know, it won't be, you know, a regular going home type of service. Um Outside of that, I mean, it's just sad in general that we lost a soulful voice, you know, legend in the game. Definitely a legend. Um, Would you say that he's probably one of the more sampled people in hip hop? Important. Like, I think he's one of the most important key samples. You know what I mean? Because he has like three, he got like three singles that's like, I mean, it's just, you know, you can play at any time. Lean on me, like, come on, man. I was gonna just, say, yeah. lean on me though. Yeah. <laughs> lean, lean, lean on me, just. And then the cold part about it is when you hear you hear one of his songs. If it's during a bad time, it's gonna hit. Yeah, it's gonna hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Except for Lovely Day, that one. Yeah, except for that, and that one. Uh, of course, we got to play that as soon as we can go back outside. 
Right? <laughs> it sure. will be a lovely day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think like he's been sampled from everyone between R and B artists to gospel artists to rappers to everything. And I think for even for a lot of people like um like younger ones, if they don't know him by name, they know his music. Like if Ain't No Sunshine comes on and you don't know that song, you too young for me to even be talking to you. Like I don't we don't need to have a discussion. Um so yeah, I mean it and it does suck. You know, you brought up a great point, Baylor, that you know, these people won't be able to have uh home going services like they deserve, but you know, uh we'll see. We'll see. I mean it it he's definitely not gonna be forgotten. His legacy is cemented for sure. And uh, yeah, one uh, an amazing voice, amazing voice. Mm-hmm. Yep. But moving in to more Kodak Black, unfortunately, I know we haven't talked about him in a while, but he's actually <laughs> releasing an album called Kill Bill from Prison. Uh, there's been a lot of shit going on with him lately, like positive and good news. Like he donated. Uh, some money to like the coronavirus to fight the coronavirus but then on top of that he got like new charges for like a, a knife charge or something in, or not too long ago like it's 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 he's such an interesting case study because i really do feel like with better guidance he could he could have done more good but i just think he's he's just gonna be one of these people who are in and out of jail for his whole life unfortunately well i mean they got he got a fan uh, uh yeah, a fan, a fan base, base for it so yeah. so you know i guess that mean something to them yeah, what do you think, Mary? Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, I I feel like that. It's almost like is there honor among thieves? It's like you're doing this good stuff, but then you're just I don't know doing all this trash shit also. Yeah. And for me, his music doesn't slap like that to make it to kind of keep him afloat for me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it it is. It's... But, but this is this is the era where cats like him go to jail, and then that's part of their that's part of their career, mm-hmm. so to speak. That's what propels them to the next level. So, you know, like I said, this fan base will keep him somewhat alive, and as long as he continues to put out content, he'll still be there. Yeah, I mean, for a little time there, uh, getting shot was the thing. Now it's going to prison for dumb shit, getting out. People celebrate you like you like you did something, like you're fucking. Malcolm X or something like it. I just Kodak Black. I've said this before. Like I don't mean any offense, but this is offensive as fuck. So take what you're gonna. Do. He's just stupid. Like really, he's just a dumb person. Um, and it just like he's just not intelligent. So I I have some sympathy for him just to see another black young black man behind bars in general. I have sympathy for that, but at the same time, don't do dumb shit that gets you put behind there. So. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah, and to speak about somebody you know who got out, Takashi Six Nine is officially out of prison. Granted, an early release because of coronavirus, uh, he immediately like he commented on somebody's tweet uh, I saw because they made a big deal because they're like he's back to trolling and like that tweet was like posted like five minutes before his lawyer said he's not going to be doing the social media antics he did before, and it's just like. Did you not learn anything? I know that's a small sample size. It's already been uh, said that he's actually working on a Spanish uh, language album right now, uh, or that's the first thing he's going to be working on. What do you guys think about Takashi getting out of prison? I think, you know, not for nothing. I don't know if you guys have seen, there was a video that kind of was going viral, at least on Twitter, of these dudes who were in jail, and they were, like, showing, like, a tent that the jail had, like, kind of erected where they were just putting bodies in of people who died of, you know, of inmates who were dying of coronavirus and shit. And they literally were like, help. Like, they were like, I don't even care if they see that I have a phone right now because I need help. Like, get me out of here. Um, so, I mean, on the serious tip, and I guess I can't help but be on the serious tip, mm-hmm. 
these days. You know, it's upsetting to see that fucking Takashi gets out and there's people in there, you know what I mean? Stuck, fearing for their lives, you know, like. I don't know. So that is upsetting. Um, not, and I mean, basically, he's asthmatic. So that was like the loophole that mm. they use. Like, he has asthma. So if he caught it, he, he probably wouldn't be able to fight it off. It's like, okay. Um, aside from that, I don't know. I just, I'm not here for him <laughs> anymore at all and like entertaining his antics. Do I think that whatever he puts out will have an audience? Sure. But I also think that, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where he's going to end up landing. Is he going to be in like Wyoming or somewhere where, <laughs> mm-hmm. because he's still a part of witness protection. So how does that work? Yeah. How are you an artist putting out music in witness protection? How do you go on tour? Because that's really where the money is as an artist. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be this could be a blueprint for future rats who end up wanting to continue their <laughs> their music careers. <laughs> like this thing is going to be so interesting. Like because like you said, all everything you just listed. He's in witness protection. He still he still plans on releasing music. He asked, he signed a deal while he was in prison to do two English albums and one Spanish language album. How do you do all this while being in witness? Are like are you allowed to forego it? Like can he say? I'm good. I don't need witness protection. Or does he, is that part of his release? Does he have to stay under? I don't know how that works. Well, I industry plan gets. Okay. It's for his own protection, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I think he'll be dead in two minutes if he doesn't do it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I were him, I'd be afraid. Like, honestly, That's crazy. you brought down the whole fucking Treyway shit. Like, crazy. <laughs> I That's mean, wow, man. <laughs> Baylor, go ahead, man. I was gonna say the industry plans get certain privileges, uh, so it doesn't really matter if they if he waives it or not. He he might not want protective. Uh, what is it called? Custody. Hmm. Witness protection. Witness protection. Yeah. Well, he has corona protection, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. All the niggas is protected right now. <laughs> so uh, by the time by the time he's able to go outside, uh, shit, niggas would be so goddamn happy. They only they would. You said they're not even gonna be worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> they know they gonna be like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's out now. I'm glad everybody's out. Shit. Or or the or the flip side, people be, people being in right now can have them have so much time to plan what they're gonna do to Takashi and find him. Yeah, that too. That too. So, but I think that I think how the wave is going right now, like like we said, we just said Kodak has a fan base. Six mm-hmm. Nine has a fan base. So and then we also gotta see what kind of content he's gonna put out. We still don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean if he's still on that the King of New York shit, like and people allow yeah. that to happen, I just I can I don't know, man. I can't take music He's seriously. Have to be the king of when is uh, <laughs> when is when when is Bobby getting out? Isn't Bobby getting out? Bobby's around? up he, soon. Well, He's up yeah. August, right? I think he's supposed to be out in August. I thought yeah. so. Yeah. Bobby's coming home, so chalk that up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Bobby Smyrna music. It's not like I'm never the biggest fan. I'm not saying he's like the greatest or anything, but. Uh, nah, I, I really like that kid, man. I mean, this one's, I, really I like do. I like him as a person, like outside of yeah. the artistry. So, like, yeah, I I, I definitely hope uh, wishing the best for Bobby Smyrna. Mayor, I have a question for you though. You know, I always like coming to you because you you are in New York and that's where you were born and raised. Um, what is the what was the the feeling of Takashi like before all this went down and afterwards? Because yeah, we have a different perspective of it. Like we looked at it as corny, but like that king in New York and him being untouchable was that the the honest feeling there? Or was that just the picture he portrayed? It was generational, to okay. be honest with you. Like the young the youngins definitely felt like he was the king of New York. But I feel like with the youngins, you can declare yourself something and then you're it. 
right? Okay. Whereas mm-hmm. I think our generation was more like, nah, you have to, you have to be knighted that shit. You have to be in, entitled it by someone who has the juice already. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. can't just call yourself something and then we believe in you and rocking out with that. So yes, um, the the I don't even know what to call them, Gen Zers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Definitely rocked hard with him and felt like he was it. But what I will say is, um, he rolled deep on some like Wu Tang shit, or even I think probably he had more dudes rolling with him than that. Like Damn. I I was working at you know Hot when he came up, and this was during his like heyday. And security did not know what to do with him. Like, literally, it was like, what do I do? Like, we're, we were used to having entourages, but, but that was another level. And it was like he rolled through with, like, a team. And I'm, without exaggerating, at least 40 to 50 people wearing, like, red bandanas and all red and, like, you know, throwing up signs. It was like he kind of brought back, I guess, something that hasn't been around in, like, two decades in hip-hop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where... You really did have a gang for real. And, you know, in that sense, he was kind of unfuckwittable and and invincible because to get to him, you were going to have to go through a bunch of dudes who looked like they didn't play with you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so in that regard, he was serious for sure. Um, but like the King of New York shit, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you had to, it depended on the age of whoever you asked. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But he was respected. I'll give him that much because of who he rolled with. Okay. The OGs of that Treyway shit were definitely about that life. Yeah. So well, as we see, we we found yeah. out. So uh all right, cool. I just wanted to get that perspective on it. But let's move into the next topic that we have. Um a new trailer dropped uh that for LA Originals. This is a Netflix trailer, next Netflix original. And what I will say about this, uh Netflix keeps seeming like they're getting the culture right. Like they're 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 doing something mm-hmm. there, and I'm I'm really respecting what they're doing to bring our culture forward and everything. Did you guys get a chance to watch the trailer? What do you make of it? High expectations or not? You know, I watched that damn trailer. <laughs> I watched it about twice. But, uh, no, salute, like you just said, salute to Netflix, because they know Hulu and other platforms is on their ass. Mm-hmm. So they have to keep staying ahead of the game. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I, what can I say? I'm waiting on that. That's just another thing that's going to be in my basket. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm with that too. We have to talk about it here because I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it looks really good, uh-huh. really, really good. Um, something else that it's not on our list, but I want to. It's it dropped an interesting perspective on me. I, I read this like waiting on you guys or waiting to call you guys on Skype. Um, Exhibit gave an interview and he talked about the Up and Smoke tour. And it's funny because I was 12 or 13 during that tour, um, and I didn't get to go see it. My my parents wouldn't let me. There you go. Fuck it. Um, but uh. <laughs> Uh, he mentioned how having everyone, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, uh, Eminem, I can't remember who else was on there. It was Snoop Dogg, Exhibit himself. He said it was like the Avengers coming together. That's what it felt like. Do you guys agree with, like, do you guys have th- those memories? of the, You guys are a little bit older than me, so you may have different memories of the Up and Smoke Tour to me. I know I wanted to go, but I didn't get to experience it. At that time, yes, because you got to remember, we were still, like, you know, it was still residue of the... Uh of the bad boy versus death row type of thing. And that particular time it was definitely split. It wasn't even though my, the art, my backyard is highly respectful of East coast rappers. You know what I'm saying? We, we stay with they tape, you know, with them in our tape deck. But when that happened is you had to pick a side, and you know, what side you had to pick. Uh, so when, and also 
you got to remember that we was also be- beefing amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of West Coast artists going at each other as well, especially from past beef. So seeing them all on one stage, it was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, at that time, but yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not far off. Now I, I get it. Like when you think of the Avengers, you, you want to, you want to add in people from the South. You want to add in people from uh, the East coast as well. But as far as the West coast, yeah, that's, that's as close as it's going to get. All right, Mary. And so, I mean, I have the opposite somewhat experience where, you know, even though I was born, raised and, and repped the East coast, I always had an appreciation and a little thing for <laughs> West Coast music, culture, dudes, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I I would definitely say that I could see the Avengers um, analogy for that time, for sure. What and was... I think I was too young to go to that that tour, too, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just but... know you guys are a, little, a couple years older than me, not by much, so I don't a know if that made a difference. Uh, the, biggest, <laughs> the biggest tour I think I ever went on was... Uh, which one? The one where it was Fifty and J and Busta Rhymes on the same tour. It was right after Get Rich or Die Trying came out. That was the biggest tour I've I've ever been rap tour I've ever been able to to go to. What was that? The the Rock the Mic Three tour I think it was. I think that was the one. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so it I it, and you know you guys East Coast West Coast. So this made me automatically go to another tour that was also documented on film. Uh, the Hard Knock Life tour, which was the year before nineteen ninety nine. And this was very much kind of the same way as the Up and Smoke tour, but with a lot of East Coast artists. It was Jay Z, DMX, Method Man, Red Man, who were huge at that time, Benny Siegel, yes. Ja Rule, um, all on that tour. What do you what? So memories. I know we we none of us probably got to go to it, but which one do you think was the bigger tour? Looking back at it now, because I remember the Up and Smoke tour just being larger than life, um, but the Hard Knock Life tour was also huge. Uh it's it's like. It's like comparing the Lakers in Boston history. Okay. Like we, this you got championships there, and it's just different because of the content as well. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Smoke Tour was we would they were promoting a certain lifestyle. Okay, you know what I mean. And then also our, you know, our backyard music. You know what I mean. Whereas when you go to, when you go when you go with the other tour, it was it was different, but it was also content that you know, we grew up on. So I can't really say which one was better. I didn't intend either one, but mm-hmm. I definitely <laughs> caught that footage. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But so, and so I mirror everything you just said, Baylor, but the other thing is there was no YouTube back then. So True. could you imagine like what yeah. shit would be like if the Epic concerts and, and tours from those years actually had like a social media element to amplify them. You know what I mean? That would have like, been, that would have been, it was like, if you ain't see it, you missed it. <laughs> like right. if you didn't have a ticket, you missed out. I mean, right. Right. The, um, I will say like, so summer jam, we had, um, so we had a concert, we had a concert out here and I was part of, uh, it's called the strike team. And which was, which is the best, you know, that's the best position you can have at a concert. And that's basically, it's not security. It's basically if a fight break out, you get in the fight and then security comes in and arrest them. So I was like, cool, sign me up for that. Um, and that's Jeez, when I first, that, yeah, the strike team. So that's when I first experienced, um, you know, Busta Rhymes and Eminem on the same stage, like smoking together mm. with security around. And then that's when DJ Quick and Corrupt got into a fight 
on the elevator. Mm. And I was all a part of that. It wasn't a tour. It was just a concert. But the behind the scenes stuff. So uh, because I didn't attend those other two, I have to say by default, that's probably one of the best things that I've ever attended besides going to see the locks. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got to see. Uh, if we're just talking about like in person, I got to see it. I'll, I'll, I'll fix this. We'll because I know we're going on a tangent, but Slaughterhouse Live, like legit at the height, I got to see them. They did uh, a concert in St. Louis, and I got to see it. Fucking amazing! Like that was at their height of their popularity. And uh, Royce Five Nine had a freestyle where he went like for like ten minutes on the um, "Got Your Chick Beat" or "Who's That Chick Beat." <laughs> Shit was amazing. Like I became a Royce Five Nine fan that night, man. Wow. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's double down, uh, get back on track here. Uh, the last thing we have before our break, Public Enemy apparently did one of the largest April Fool's Day's prank of all time. Uh, we talked about it before. Flavor Flav was apparently kicked out of Public Enemy. Well, guess what? They said that this was now a April Fool's uh, Day prank that they had planned this for a month. Sounds like bullshit to me. Uh, and then Chuck D even mentioned how. He uh, had told Flav, I'm going to get a lot of backlash for this over the next 30 days. I, I think this is a little bit of spinning, but maybe that's just me. What do you guys make of it? I just think either way, that shit ain't funny. And April Fool's Day was canceled. And I guess they didn't get that memo. Yeah. <laughs> because now ain't the time. There's no bullshit like that. Yeah. It's it's definitely not. The t- like, really? Like, at, at all this, like, they... I don't know, man. That shit like that frustrates me because it's like, how insensitive to what's going on? Do you like? Do you have no social awareness? Like, you think we give a damn about an April Fool's Day prank? Right, right now, we don't care if if Flavor Flav is in Public Enemy or not. Y'all all can be out of Public Enemy. I give no fucks right now. <laughs> exactly, Dad Baylor. I think I cut you off. Sorry. Yeah. No, all I wanted to say was they was lying. That's all. <laughs> I ain't, ain't nobody care about that bullshit. <laughs> like, come on, boy. Like, I I literally want to go sit your ass down for playing too much. Golly, boy, these people are fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, people are strange. Celebrities, they, I guess, they bored too in quarantine. But we are going to get into our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the new single from Drake. Which y'all just accept anything from Drake? We'll be right back after this. So Drake released the Tootsie Slide and a video and everything. And I'm sure this is going to be a challenge if it's not already. I haven't been paying attention really to social media. They doing that shit right now. Are they? Is it? I figured. figured. One one thing I will say, Drake has become the master of the like challenges, social media, like his songs are like built around that. Now, you know, we say before, like, yeah, he makes music to make singles, but it's also he captures the whole social media way very well but this song is fucking trash I, but didn't that start with shiggy yeah oh, well, well with yeah, yeah within my feelings yeah shiggy, and yeah so 
Shish so give Shiggy his goddamn props. Shout out to Shiggy, exactly. God damn. But Man, now, this... the thing about Drake is that he just tries to continue to use the formula that works for him, and it works for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, so you can't even, can't be mad. I mean, it's like, you hate the game, not the player, because, and don't get me wrong, I'm not in it by any means... I'm not a Drake fan, but I'm not a Drake hater either, Mm -hmm. I guess is what I'll say. Like, I get it. I get what he does. It's not my style of hip hop. And I'm not even so sure that I categorize it as hip hop (laughs) going a step further. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like I I get the appeal and it isn't trash either. This song, though, yeah, it's kind of like I don't like when it's like you're forcing something or trying too hard. Mm -hmm. And it's like. I feel like the other songs he's made that have become challenges, it organically happened. This is literally like move your foot to the right and slide, and that's where we like no. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's what it, and that's what it is. Is like all his other shit happens organically, like the um, Megan Thee Stallion Savage Challenge. Yeah, I get it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's that's organic. Um, but this left foot touch right whatever that bullshit is that is the word but the, the thing is it's not him it's the fans yeah. the yeah. fans are going to let this blow up and they think it's the biggest but you know what they you know i guess they need it they need it i think he thinks they need it also i mean it's like look obviously everyone's online right now because everyone is quarantined so i mean i think tiktok tiktok and zoom have become the apps of the pandemic basically and you know on tiktok everyone's doing these little dance challenges so he said let me go ahead and give these people what they need to continue going on and doing what they're doing i I think that's what he he thinks he's like the messiah (laughs) they've crowned him and like and to uh, to bailey's point too like i i i I don't I i know where drake is as an artist and i put him in in the place that he is in my in my box and it is what it is. I, I, he's gonna make his money. I respect that. I even like some Drake music. Like I, mm-hmm. I, there's some, there's some Drake music I absolutely love. Um, After Dark is one of my. I still bump that shit, and I didn't like mm-hmm. Scorpion as a whole. Um, but it's his fans. Like they just want to make everything that he does out to be the greatest thing ever, and it's not. And it's okay to just say something's okay. Um, and his fans are more annoying than him. Same thing with Nicki Minaj to me. I hate the barbs, but as an artist. You know, she's falling off, but at her height, I respected Nikki as an artist. I just, I don't know, man. It it, it can get annoying because I know every time he drops something, people are going to act like it's the greatest thing ever. And I just feel like it's okay to just say things are okay. It's cool. If this is mm-hmm. your thing to help help you take your mind off, you tootsie sliding on, on TikTok, do your <laughs> thing. But don't try to act like it's groundbreaking because it's really not. See, this is the problem that I have with the newer generation. We just finished talking about 6 9 and how... Um, you know the the OGs uh, was a part of that that life. I get that, and he's walking around with forty or fifty different dudes, and then you fast forward, he gets into some some shit. Then he end up taking down a whole empire. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not used to that. Let alone being used to having seeing Bloods and Crips outside of California. Period. Mm-hmm. In general, that's not throwing any shots or disrespect at any other state or a city that does have gangs and I'm not, you know, vouching for it or anything like that, but I know the birth of it. I know the origin stories of it. 
Mm-hmm. So to see that happen to a gang get torn down by a cat that wasn't from it, not about that life, but y'all pushed and marketed behind him. Mm-hmm. And then you see Nip, who was really from the streets, who did the total opposite and was actually trying to bring both flags together, get gunned down on his block. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't understand that shit, bro. I don't. I'll never understand that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm good. It's like life is just backwards. It <laughs> nowadays, is nowadays, yeah. anyway. I mean, for real, life is crazy, man. But you know, uh, the song is what it is. I listened to it a couple times all the way through. I saw the video just for this, and it's like I, I'm, I'm fine. Never, and I know I have. I'm, there's no choice that I have. I'm going to hear it again because I know it's going to be on social media all the fucking time in challenges, and it's just like I'm good on it, man. Like I'm really good on it. <laughs> And I will continue to say this. I think the reason why a lot of his fans, and I'm and I'm actually talking to like the fellas. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why they really like Drake, the honest reason is because they know the women like Drake. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like some of them force they, themselves to like that shit, and then they just enjoy it. But nah, man, I'm not buying that, bro. Like, good music is good music. Don't get me wrong. I like Hotline Bling. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great song. But Everything that I don't have him having a classic out. Damn, I don't mm. at all. Okay, I don't. Now his fans, they can they can debate each other all day about what album is. I don't have him having a classic out. He's not even a rapper to me. He's a pop artist, mm. and that's just the truth. Like, come on, man. But this generation, they run shit now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They changed the rules to hip hop, man. I really don't like it. I really don't. And I ain't gonna lie to you. I get upset at some of the OGs, but the OGs are like in a rocking chair, like, bro, my time is over and I don't care anymore. But hip hop is is a strong driving force. Mm-hmm. It is another element to raising people in this world. Mm-hmm. And if you continue to let hip hop change and you know that's not and I'm not saying that you have to stick with the rules that we created back in what the late 70s, early 80s or whatever, but shit, you got to keep that shit pure at some point. I feel it. You know. Well, I feel like hip hop has lost its gangster, honestly. That's what really has happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the scenarios you just described, Baylor, like <laughs> the whole 6ix9ine thing, it's like, yeah, basically they saw a kid that they could market. You, I think you just used that word, and it's the truth. It's like, so back in the day, and I don't even mean that far, like 15 years ago, maybe even, um, you know, you had to be gangster to be a hip-hop artist or at least be able to really perpetuate the, the fraud. Yeah. Like, now it's just like, do you have a look? Can we make you see, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, really think about it. If 6 9 and let's not even talk about who he really was, right? But if someone who just looked like 6ix9ine came on the scene in fucking the year 2000, let's say, like, he would have been laughed at. It would have been a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like it. Would, well, we, we, laughed at, we, had, we laughed at Eminem when he first came out. Well, yes, but I do feel like he was somewhat gangster, though. Like, he, well, he kept well, the G in, in the way he did in 8 Mile, right? He yeah. sort of made fun of himself before everybody else could. So yeah. then you had no choice but to respect it. But he was still authentic. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was true to what he was and he had a struggle and he talked about it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's no struggle anymore. So now well, doing stupid shit like 
slide to the left. <laughs> like it's, it, it was authentic. It was his story. It was his experience. But yes, I, I do believe that you have to have some type of gangster to you. But at the same time, I do feel like you have to come from a certain background. Because when I look at Nas, I don't see a gangster, but I see somebody very talented that grew up in the hood that that has his personal experience. He doesn't reek of gangster to me, but it's not like it's someone that I would try to pick on. Six nine before the makeup, even afterwards. <laughs> I was gonna get to that After, afterwards. We clowning you before you, we probably wouldn't even mess with you. Yeah, we probably wouldn't even pay you no attention. Yeah, he yeah. would have been invisible. Yeah, that's crazy. I get man. it. No, I feel you. It's so that's the thing. It's like. Hip hop isn't about struggle anymore. I think we have just mm. unpacked this. Yeah. It's so not, now everybody's mm. making all these little so- bubblegum, you know, songs. And it's like, what is this? <laughs> and we know they we know they don't have the the smarts either because uh, I mean, how many times there's cats out there going out there committing crime that they don't know how to fully commit. And then the very, not even the very next day, the same day go record and tell on themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, my God, I, know. I don't get it. I know. The game didn't change for real. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's let's get into our last break. When we come back, we got the last topic for you guys. We'll be right back after this. All right, we're back to wrap up this week's show, and we got the last topic to talk. Um, and this is just something that we can uh, kind of break down. What is the best? Rack, rock rack the best rock influenced rap song who wants to go first on this one mm. i mean well would the, would the lincoln park collab with jay-z count that's outside the top five yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to take we're gonna have to i i, I would that would definitely win but I, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to throw that one out because that's different that's a different okay. I, i'm only i'm only i'm yeah. only throwing it out because it's a remix yeah uh, well, I'm throwing it out because it, it's it was it was built to be more rocket like heavily rocked influenced. So I I'm gonna take that one out. Uh, I, mine is a, I'll, I'll start with mine. Mine's an off the wall pick, and I don't even know if you guys are gonna remember this off the top of your head. Most Def Zim Zim Alabim. That's mm-hmm. that's it to me. Yeah. yeah. No. How y'all y'all so disrespectful? We not we gonna just forget about a Run DMC and Aerosmith? I mean, that's not Yo. the best. That's the original, oh my. but... Oh, my. That's the grandfather of it all. It is, but it's not... Come and on, it's the best, And they got a video though? together? I get it. Okay, I, get it. I, I got... What about P. Diddy? P. Diddy, the family, and Rob Zombie. I don't know how you get that to go. I don't... I like that. Yeah. 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 Another one that I threw out, Jay-Z 99 Problems. But I threw it out because yeah. it's an easy, that's an easy pick, but yeah. I see that, too. Yeah. Meth and Limp, and Limp Biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what? And the and the other one where everybody potentially got beat up. That was um, Onyx and oh damn, Biohazard. Yeah, Onyx and Biohazard. Yeah. Yeah. Slam remix. Wow. Yeah, every everybody in there got hurt. Yeah. Um. All right. This is gonna be an unconventional one, and I don't even like him. But uh, Little Wayne when he sampled "Blinded by the Light." Ooh. Mm. Hey, didn't he have a whole album? I don't know about that. Didn't oh, he yeah, have he had a whole a, yeah. rock album? Yeah, he had a rock a whole rock influence album. That's the one with Best Rapper Alive. Uh I can't remember. Rebirth. Yeah. Rebirth was the name of that album. 
Um, that's when I started falling off as a Wayne fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one that I, we can't categorize this as a song because they only did it live. It was Imagine Dragons oh. and Kendrick Lamar. I um, knew he was going there. Uh, that yes. was that was an amazing perform. Like that whole the visuals, the song, and them them rocking out together. Like Kendrick, like hitting the drums, and like was that blood falling all over them? They had the white, the all white outfits. Like it's just a dope visual. Uh, and the red hitting them in the all white outfits is just that. That's an amazing piece of rock and rap overlapping they they did the radioactive remix with Kendrick Lamar after it I'm not talking about that I'm talking about I can't remember what was the song that they did together that, that was um that was a uh, shit I got the song in my head um, I know, me too mm. oh my god I know I'm sorry K dot yeah I, know. I got the song in my people are people are yelling <laughs> at us at home right now uh Jesus Jesus I don't know that's getting old, man. That's just getting old. Damn, I cannot think of the goddamn song. Uh, it was on Good Kid, Man City. What is the name of the song? Jesus, I don't fucking know. Uh, it's it's completely. I know. I'm I'm having a hard time right now too. Oh, uh, yeah. This this is going to hurt because. Oh, damn. Was it Money Trees? No. 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 It's no. not Money Trees. I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll be here all Man, it was it Man was, City. It was Man City. It was Man City. They yelling at us. They are yelling at us. Because I keep. Yeah. 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 It, we, it's, it's that time, y'all. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's why this is the last topic. Yeah. We're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, did everyone get a chance to answer the question? Anything left on the question? I mean, I think I just would like to say that I'm very disappointed that like there weren't more marriages of rock and hip hop because Mm -hmm. I I think I've said this before, like in the 90s or whatever, I was such a I mean, as much of a hip hop fan as I was, I was equally a fan of like alternative slash rock. And I felt like both of those genres were like, you know, kind of rising at the same time, Mm -hmm. but they always were like parallel and they didn't intersect as often as they probably should have and could have. So I'm glad, I'm glad you said marriage. Uh, so who had the better relationship, hip hop and rock, or hip hop and country? Hip hop and rock. Yeah, well, how rock often sure. did you see country? Not, Other not than Nelly and that Gavin DeGraw yeah. song, and, and, over and, and over and again. Old Town Road now, but Old Town Road, yeah. <laughs> right? But that's, yeah. 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 Yeah, def- definitely hip hop and rock, and uh, it's gonna be more. Well, that's the thing. Like true rock music doesn't really exist anymore, like it used to. It's like something different now. Yeah, you're right. So weird, kind of like hip hop. Exactly. <laughs> you said, and you picked up on the parallel. You said the parallel. Yeah, so it's... yeah, that definitely uh, that trend still holds true. Uh, nobody mentioned. Um, well, do you guys consider um, LL Cool J? Uh, oh, he do got one. Yeah, he got he he got a couple more than just one. That Hell, mama said, mama out said, out "Knock you out." They had a rock remix to it, right? But they also had an original mm-hmm. track back in the '80s. I forgot what it was called. Something about having fun or some shit like that. Okay, yeah. All right, but that's it. Any, if there's nothing left, go ahead and give them your social media, any parting words, whatever we got. Make sure you guys. I'm gonna say, it, make sure you guys are also following Mary Almonte and following what Yum is doing with their uh, social media platform, especially on Facebook Live. Um, yeah, y'all been killing it. So go ahead, man. Oh, thank you. We've been trying to keep people informed. So, yeah. So, well, then there you go. You just kind of signed me off. <laughs> I'm at Miss Mary Almonte and at Young Urban Moms on all social media. Yeah. Stay safe, for real, everyone. No doubt. Yeah. At 
at Baylor the Great on all social media platforms. Uh, BTG for president, Open Run with BTG, a part of the Rare Sonics Network. Everybody go check on their fellow New York people. Yeah. Uh, they are going through it the most. I mean, of course, we got LA up there. We got New Orleans. We got New Jersey. Check on New York. Pray for New York. And yeah, man, wash, wash your hands, cover your mouth, stay in the house, go outside if you absolutely need to. Absolutely. Um, yeah, prayers out to everyone, uh, especially if anyone who's had any family members or friends affected by uh, COVID-19. Just, you know, keep everyone in your prayers. Stay safe as you as you possibly can. I know we can't live in a bubble, but you have to do as close to that as possible. Wash your damn hands, people. Um, but, yeah, prayers out to everyone. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. The CEO, H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Burks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. TheBurksRadio at gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and we're out. Peace. Peace.